The history of the conservation movement in Alaska is all about going big or going home. There have been periods of tremendous offense when tens of millions of acres have been protected, followed by periods of epic, gritty defense. Now, I'm old enough that I've gotten to know myself pretty well, and as much as I wish that I were one of those sexy, offensive folks, I realized pretty soon in life that my strength was defense. And if I were on a football team, I would be a nose guard. <laughs> so I was the nose guard for the environmental movement here in Alaska for a couple decades. And most of our defense involved really sweaty goal line stand defense, protecting those wonderful offensive gains. But every once in a while, we got a sexier piece of defense that really involved lining either yourself or ideally other people in front of a moving freight train. <laughs> so I wanted to share with you one of those moving freight train defense stories, which represents going big or going home. This story involves the Tongass National Forest. How many of you have been to the Tongass or love the Tongass? Woohoo! 17 million acres, over 30% of the world's remaining temperate rainforest. And as you may know, the temperate rainforest is one of the, if not the rarest terrestrial ecosystems. Only one-fifth of 1% 1 of the entire terrestrial Earth is covered in rainforest. And we have the most magnificent rainforest, temperate rainforest in the world. I have so many wonderful memories of being in the Tongass. One of my favorite was standing next to a 200-foot Sitka spruce, 8 feet in diameter, probably 500 to 700 years old, next to a salmon stream filled with fish, of course, leading out to the oceans that ship fishes, and watching eagles and bears nearby. Another one of my favorite stories involved spending a whole day with Ted Turner in the Tongass that was pretty bizarre, but that's another seven-minute story. <laughs> so the Tongass, created in 1902 by one of the great quarterbacks of conservation, Theodore Roosevelt, and you, yay for Teddy Roosevelt. And of, in the 1940s, however, the management of the Tongass changed dramatically. There were laws passed that said the main use of the Tongass had to be timber harvest. And the, you know, tremendous amount of clear cutting and putting the magnificent old growth into pulp mills to create toilet paper and diapers. And if you've ever had the misfortune of either flying over or walking through an area recently clear cut, you probably feel like I felt so violated. But fortunately, conservationists in Alaska and all over the nation got together and for decades worked to change the management and passed in 1990 the Tongass Timber Reform Act, yay, and then shut down the pulp mills, yay, and the Tongass was able to thrive and provide all of the services for tourism and Alaska natives and fishing and businesses and what it does best and just be its own extraordinary self. Not everyone was happy with that development, and one of the people not so happy with that development was a very powerful man, Senator Ted Stevens. Now, Ted Stevens did so many extraordinary things for Alaska, but a lot of us disagreed with some of his land management views. And so, as you know, Ted Stevens was appropriations chair off and on when the Republicans were in power in the Senate. 
But from the 1980s really to, oh, say, let's say 2002, his power was checked by either a Democrat in the White House or a Democratic House, and all that changed in 2002. And for the first time since these really great offensive gains, Congress became all Republican. It became all Republican in part because the Senate was not able to pass an appropriations bill before the November 2002 election. And so there we were in November 2002. And in 2003, the new Congress came in. And their first order of business was to pass an appropriations bill to show the world that they could do it quickly and efficiently. And what a better venue for Senator Stevens and his ability to put riders in, usually that we disagreed with, involving land management into these big appropriations bills. And here comes the freight train. One of the best ways to think about appropriations bills is to think of this long freight train with this big, fast engine. And car after freight car after freight car filled with bags of money and bags of money to, you know, fund the federal government and fund special fate, uh, state programs and others. And so here we were in late January, early February of 2003, and the Senate passed one appropriations bill, the House another, and as you remember from your Civics 101, that means it went in a conference committee. And they went in a conference committee, and we waited and we waited. What was Senator Stevens going to put in that conference appropriations bill? I got a call at about 11 o'clock at night saying, Deborah, what he put in that bill was something that would undo the last several decades of the protections of the Tongass and would prioritize once again timber harvest in the Tongass. We were devastated. I was the executive director of the Alaska Conservation Foundation at the time. We managed the Alaska Rainforest Campaign. And at that point, at 11 o'clock at night, we had the choice, go home or go all in. And so... A little bit of me said, this is impossible. But a bigger part of me said, this is a battle we have to win. Even if we only have 5% chance of winning, given this freight train now barreling out of the conference committee and out to the floors of the House and the Senate, it was estimated we had two days. And what we had to do in those two days was recruit, oh, let's say eight moderate Republicans to stand in front of that freight train that... You know, Speaker of the House, Hastert, was driving so that he would stop that train, jump out of the train, see what their problem was, and if they felt strongly enough about it, they would tell him, go back to that car, that freight car that has this horrific Tongass rider in it, toss it out and go again. It seemed impossible to most. But I was fortunate. I had a great board. I went to them that next morning. I called my board chair at 6 o'clock in the morning. I figured that was late enough. And I called him, and I said, Eric, we need $150,000 today. Now, let me tell you, back in 2003, that was a lot of money, particularly for my relatively small organization. I said, this is all in time. You know, then I was at the poker table, and I was pushing all those chips in. And so fortunately, through the extraordinary work of conservationists and fishermen and Alaska Natives and others throughout the country, we were able to convince eight moderate Republicans to stand in front of that train. Hastert jumped out. Hastert ran back to the back of the train. He threw out the Tongass Rider, and it passed without the Tongass Rider in. Woo!
three nights without going home. None of us went home for three nights. But can I say that I've always been involved in victories such as that, where we went, you know, big or went home? No. But what I can say without question is every time we stood up for our principles or stood up for the environment and went all in, we were truly, truly glad we did. Thanks so much.